Compass and Clock. I'm your host, Mary Copeland. This infotainment podcast explores how to live your best life now and well into retirement. We'll discuss topics in financial planning, housing, and insurance. We'll talk wellness, relationships, and leisure activities. A full active life requires planning for your goals and preparing for the unexpected. I'll introduce you to a variety of guests from knowledgeable experts to folks sharing stories of their life experiences and so much more, because life is big. All is intended to help guide you in planning for what you need now and at any age. Like and subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Today, my guest is Julie Eckert. Julie is the Family Resource Manager at Habitat for Humanity, located in Clallam County. For the last two decades, Julie has worked with the community at large in need of various services as it pertains to children and families and how to provide helpful resources and tools for all. Today, Julie and I are going to talk about the multitude of services and resources that Habitat for Humanity provides for their community. Julie, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Mary. What a great service you provide to their community. Oh, ditto for Habitat for Humanity. (laughs) So let's not keep it a secret anymore. In In a nutshell, why don't you tell us what Habitat for Humanity is and also um, are they a nonprofit? Yeah, so Habitat for Humanity is certainly a nonprofit. Um, The vision of Habitat is a world where everyone has a decent place to live, which would be lovely, wouldn't it? Mm -hmm. Um, Our mission is seeking to put God's love into action. So in a nutshell, Habitat provides safe, decent, affordable homes for low-income families and individuals. We, um, as you know, are at an all-time high for um, housing issues here and everywhere else. Um, Habitat serves households that have problems such as overcrowding, they're living in substandard conditions, they are paying more than 30% of their monthly income towards housing, and you know that leads to stress and depression and potentially homelessness. So our local affiliate here was incorporated in 1991. It was run all by volunteers that has now changed it started in squim and it was called dungeness valley habitat for humanity and then in 2006 we came to port angeles and became the um, habitat for humanity of clown county that we work under today i know that you provide um a lot of um services um you know you started talking to us about housing so yeah why don't you tell us about some of the programs and services you provide and also when you're describing them are these just for this region or Mm -hmm. are a lot of the ones that you're talking about um offered at the other habitat for humanities around the country yeah that's actually a great question um because we get questions all the time are Is everybody connected? You all have the same programs and we don't. So Habitat has an international organization and um, their headquarters are in Atlanta, Georgia. And then community level Habitat offices act in partnership with the international office. And we are all referred to as affiliates. So each affiliate is independently run and slightly different depending on, you know, 
we provide programming based on the needs in each of our communities, which is great to have that flexibility. Um, so there are 50 affiliates in the US and 70 outside of the US. So that's pretty neat. Um, we have a plethora of programs here. Our executive director, Colleen Robinson, is a big picture thinker, and she throws out all these great ideas and we scramble and put them together and see if they'll work. So we are home builders. We actually have built 34 homes in the community and are working on our um, two more under construction now. We have a repair program and an aging in place program that is going to be starting soon, and I'll talk more about that later. We currently have workforce training. It is our third year for that. Um, it started in 2019. We partnered with an incredible community partner, Hart Nagels, as well as Peninsula College, and um, people were able to sign up and go to our house building sites and work on site for that practical knowledge. And then um, they can take those skills out and get jobs. We, it, it's tweaked every year, of course, COVID. Um, Peninsula College had to be out the second year. So we went ahead and continued the program. Last year, we had four students and this year, oh gosh, we have like 12. Um, and it's really fun because younger people are signing up and um, older people, my age people are signing up too so it's a neat program we have community service through volunteerism um, lots of opportunities to volunteer once covid restrictions are up we will be back um, taking lots of volunteers but they can work on the build site as well as in our stores we provide educational opportunities for our home partners that are um, going to be homeowners they get an education in financial um, how to be good financial stewards for themselves in the community, as well as home maintenance classes. Um, we employ AmeriCorps. I don't know if you know about AmeriCorps, but they're much like the, a domestic peace, um, peace corps. And AmeriCorps is a national service program. Most of the volunteers work at each job that they get for about a year. And then um, in return, they receive housing and a small living stipend. Um, they bring insight and it's mutually beneficial relationship typically. Um, and they also can get uh, assistance, assistance for school after they've completed their hours. We're retail business. We have two stores in Clown County. One is in Port Angeles. It's a larger store. It has furniture and household goods and building materials. We have an, a store that we opened in Squim, gosh, I think three years ago now, and it's more of a boutique. It gets some of our nicer pieces that people donate to us. If you haven't been, please go. They're beautiful stores. We also um, partner with Habitat International with their caravan program, which is really neat. Um, it is a volunteer program that invites anyone who travels th through the use of recreational vehicles to um, add to their vacation some work time at a build site. So it's all over North America 
and you can sign up for it. I have a website that I will share with you, Mary, and you can attach it to the program information. Um, and we've worked with caravanners. It's a really neat thing. They've made friends with us. They make friends with each other. They plan trips together to go to different states and work on different build sites. It's really neat. For the stores, I've been into both the Port Angeles and the Squim store. Um, are all the items in the stores 100% donations? 100% donations. Yep. Wow, that's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. And the quality of merchandise people donate to us is amazing. We're very fortunate. So let's talk a little bit about the home buyer program and how it works because I think there's a little bit of a misconception. So can you tell us a little bit about that program? Yeah, we here at Habitat love the saying, it's a hand up, not a handout. I think many people think Habitat homes are given to people. They certainly are not. They're, um, people have to be willing to partner with Habitat. So they actually put many, many hours, 250 hours towards building their home as well as educational classes and doing events with us pre-COVID. Um, we were able to do lots of events and of course put on hold for now. So each adult 18 and older is required that's going to live in the house is required to put in 250 hours. They pay a mortgage. They get a mortgage through typically USDA and um, they do have to come with a down payment as well. It's only $600, which is what makes it affordable, but um, they pay a mortgage. And I already talked about the need that people, you know, not anyone can apply. You have to fit within the criteria that we have on our website. Um, so that is certainly a big misconception. One of the other misconceptions is we were just talking about our retail stores. Sometimes people think you have to be a Habitat homeowner to shop at our stores, open to the general public. Anyone can shop. Um, because our homes are built by volunteers, I think there can be um, some thoughts that it's substandard building, but we are held to all the regulations and zoning and um, requirements of any home build. We have an amazing construction manager. His name is Paul Arndt. He also in his previous life was a teacher. So he's a perfect um, combination of builder teacher for our volunteers because you don't need any previous experience if you want to come out and build with us. Um, so in fact, one of our recent homes had to have a home inspection done and the inspector was thrilled with the quality of work that the home was built. Also, Jimmy Carter was not the founder of Habitat. He is an amazing volunteer, but he was not our founder. That's a cute tip. Yeah. Um, I have a question when you were talking about the home um, buyer program and, and building, um, what is the criteria? I know you said it's on your website, but can you- Yeah, so the criteria is you have to, be low income and low income is 30 to 80% of our county's median annual income. And that guy, and then it breaks it down how many family members as well, a low and a high of that 30 to 
you do need to live in Collin County. No, you could have moved here yesterday and apply for housing. Um, you have to have a need, so substandard living, overcrowded conditions, temporary conditions, or your um, rent burden, so you're over 30% of your monthly income is going towards housing. And then you have to partner, be able to partner with Habitat in building and doing classes. So of course we are not going to, um, if you're disabled or elderly and cannot work on the work site, we will figure it out. And um, when you build these houses, are they built in a community, like in a development, and one house goes up at a time, or a couple might be going up at a time, or are the houses built just different places around Clallam County? Yeah, well, I have many answers for that. <laughs> so we do, the houses are, we have houses in Forks, Squim, Port Angeles. We are currently building, it really is when, when we're, how we procure land. So currently we're building in Port Angeles off of, it's called Maloney Heights area, it's off of West 16th Street. And that land was donated to us. So we are putting 14 houses up there. And um, we, are, we are almost done, we'll be done next year in that development, which is pretty exciting. And then we do have two houses, um, we have two lots in Squim that we will build on after that. If you're out there and you would like to donate land to Habitat, we're in need. So for the most part, when you build a home or homes, you procure land, whether it was donated or you purchased it. Yes. And it's with the mindset that at least one, if not more houses are going on that property based on the size of it. Correct and based on the zoning. We would love, one of our goals is to do um, multifamily housing, a little fourplex, that would be lovely. We have such a need for single individuals out there um, who just need 900 square feet for a stable home. Mm -hmm. um, I'm gonna throw you another question on the home, okay. pro, home buyer program and when you secure a piece of land, obviously the infrastructure needs to be put in place. You know, the um, water and drainage, all of that underneath the ground. Um, so who takes care of all of that and the electricity coming and the cable and... Yeah, well for Maloney Heights, we had to do all the infrastructure. Again, we were given the land, so we were able to um, pay for some of some of that, we get grants. Um, our executive director again is wonderful at getting grant money for us. We part, you know, a lot of people can be very um, giving and generous, and will get donations that help towards those expenses. So but we love we love when we get land that has all that already. Yeah, that would be great, right? But yeah. if it doesn't have that, then are the folks that are in the no. home buyer program? Um, helping put in yeah. that so the profession no that hasn't been the case be hmm. it would come power more from like the power company or the water company there yeah okay. yeah that's a bigger picture job that yeah and and we choose our home partners as we go along um so 
In fact, in August of this year, we'll be opening up the home buyer application process again, and we'll be looking for two new home partners. So as we get ready to start building, we choose our home partners. Gotcha. So we were talking about the home buyer program, but I know there's also a home repair program. Yes. So how is that different from the home buyer program? Yeah, it it very similar in terms of qualifications. It basically is exactly the same in terms of qualifications. Um, we, you know, we have older homes out there in this community, and we want to preserve them so that people can stay in their homes. Um, some of our home repairs include exterior painting, um, cleaning up landscape, you know, overgrown bush areas, minor repairs, um, and we, we work towards neighborhood revitalization, which is um, a neighborhood-based program where a whole group of neighbors come together and revitalize their neighborhood with our help, with their agenda at, at the driving top. Um, our, our people that we choose for our repair programs have to partner with us again, um, do some kind of sweat equity, whatever that looks like for them and they're capable of doing, and uh, volunteers are used. It's what makes it affordable, what we do. Everything is um, under the observation and guidance of our construction manager and our volunteers come in and help do the repairs and sometimes the materials are donated so it holds down the cost those home repair um, if needed will get a affordable long-term loan through habitat with no interest and we're working with two families currently and it feels good it's it's i love the service that we provide on that because we're touching so many more residents than this is the number of houses we can build and the home repair program, the ultimate goal is safety. Let's make sure that people can continue to live in their residence, yeah. their home, yeah. uh, safely. So if somebody has a leak in their roof or a, a step that has broken on the yeah. front porch or yeah. a slat in the deck or whatever the case may yeah. be, those are the types of repairs that you help yeah, with. Yeah, and, and full disclosure, we are currently not doing roofing or roofing repairs. We are working towards that. It's hard because we are volunteer-based. We don't necessarily want to put our volunteers on roofs, and they do have, have a tendency to be older people that work with us in volunteering. So not that older people aren't capable of getting on roofs, but it, it is a liability issue. And so we're working on that gotcha. because that's often the need. Yeah. Yeah. You want to keep the two feet on the ground at the moment. So, yes. <laughs> so now I hear that there are some new developments also being added to the home repair program. And one of them is called aging in place. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit about this new venture. Yeah, I love it. I'm very excited about it. In fact, um, we were working with our AmeriCorps Right now, we brought somebody in, a um, young woman whose name is Bree, and she's working with me in creating this program. And we, we have learned so much. I actually just recently got certified. It's called CAPS certification, and it's Certified Aging in Place. So, 
Yeah, yeah, it was very enlightening information. Um, so, you know, we have our baby boomers aging and they want to stay in their homes. And, you know, we, we at Habitat understand the value for um, and the impact growing old in your home, in your community that you're familiar with has on individuals as well as on a, in a community. So um, there are a lot of inadequacies in those homes right now for seniors. And so we go in and do an evaluate. We will, once the program is up and running, we'll go in and do an evaluation. Um, right now, the impact will be things like grab bars and um, evaluating flooring, no slip flooring, better lighting situation, um, improved. Ramps maybe or entrance. Ramps. We have, you know, we don't like to duplicate services. So um, there are a couple agencies in town who do ramps free. So we do partner with them. We get in contact with them and they go out and do the ramps. The Lions Club, for instance, just did one for us on our home. Um, that we did Bluebell one of those also? Yes, I, I, I'm not sure they're doing it right now, but yes, they are one of the people, one of the organizations who do that. Um, you know, we, our goal is to help improve the quality of homes so that um, those living them can flourish. The big long-term goal is to make it more of a holistic program where we partner with other people, other community agencies and look at the big picture. You know, we go in and look at their housing and do some um, improvements so they can be safe in their house. And then we also want to partner with um, agencies that look at housing, or I'm sorry, um, food and medical and transportation and make sure that person is getting all the resources that they need to be healthy and safe. Yeah, nutrition's a big one. It is. And we have lots of programs out there and people just don't know about them. I know um, Olicap um, mm -hmm. helps with meals and um, during the pandemic right now, um, it used to be, I want to say that meals were served at the Port Angeles Senior Center, but now mm -hmm. they're being delivered through there. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. And Olicap also has a weatherization program that so we don't do windows um, and certain weatherization things because Olicap does. Olicap also has a uh, home repair loan program that I just learned about. Um, so that's really nice to know. There's USDA does too, but it's a little trickier sometimes. There's a lot of um, services out there in the community that really do need more conversations being had about them, which is why we are having this talk yes, today. So exactly. about everything that Habitat yeah. for Humanity has to offer. Yeah, I'm really glad. Yeah. So for the Aging in Place, before we wrap up, for the Aging in Place venture that you're going to launch, when do you see that starting approximately? Mm -hmm. That's a great question. Probably in the next two months. It's going to be soon. So it'll be certainly more sooner than later. 21 for sure. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. And, and in the Aging in Place program, do you partner with any occupational therapists? So that is. Yeah, because they will go in. So you'll go in and assess the home, but an occupational mm -hmm. therapist will assess how the resident occupies their time in the home. So when they're in the kitchen, where are they? Where do they keep their dishes and glasses? Are they reaching up high yeah. to get their glasses, and they need to be lowered a shelf? You know, um, how do they use um, their bathroom, etc.? And I'm assuming with the grab bars that you're going to install, um, those are definitely need to support the weight. Yes. Folks. So. Yes, and widening doorways if accommodation for wheelchairs are necessarily. Sorry, yeah, it's called um, activities of daily living that the yep. OTs look at. And yes, that is our next um, efforts to contact OTs in the community and, and create partnerships with them. Also in learning about this, we have some habitats and looking at that holistic approach that work with um, um, social services individuals too that go in and ask, more comprehensively about the bigger picture of their needs so the angle is really big and you know we're a perfect community it seems like for that we certainly have plenty of retired age people here and aging homes so it's a good <laughs> needed program here well by 2030 so that's in nine years um all the baby boomers would have turned 65 yep i'm one of them and um, that will make up 20% of the U.S. population. Wow. That's a big number. I call it a silver tsunami. Ah, so, yeah. I like that. Yes. It is a big number. And we need to, you know, the word of COVID is pivot. We need to pivot to accommodate those needs. And I, I'm really excited about this program. Well, our listeners... They should be looking to um, see what's available in their community because you could be listening to this um, podcast right now from near or far. Yeah. Google Habitat for Humanity. See if there's one nearby you. Make sure that you're looking up nutrition programs. Make sure you're looking up your area on aging agencies. There is a plethora of services provided out there for the community so that folks can thrive in place and and continue to live where their heart is which is at home yeah yeah and aarp has wonderful resources as well yeah i, I get the aarp daily yeah. newsletter across my email every day maybe twice a day and yeah so so much great info oh my gosh it's amazing yeah. well julie thank you today for educating myself and our listeners on all that habitat for humanity provides I honestly don't think everyone is aware of all that you do. So kindly tell our listeners the website to learn about Habitat for Humanity. Where should they go? They should go to habitatclallum.org. So let's spell that, please. Oh, sure. H-A-B-I-T-A-T-C-L-A-L-L-A-M dot O-R-G. Did I do it right? Yes, you did. <laughs> Thank you, Julie. Thank you, listeners. And we'll see you next week, or I guess you'll hear us next week. Have a great day. Thank Bye -bye. you, Mary.